You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 80, bringing down the house. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show your mother warned you about. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I'm Raven Perez. And we are back after a while. Uh, It feels like it's been well over a month since we last recorded. P.S. We're hoping to do something about that in the future. Um, So we have a kind of a packed episode. We got a lot to talk about. Not a lot of news items, but uh, some interesting ones. I got myself a top ten list like uh, Raven had last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Got something fun to talk about there. And, of course, we're going to talk uh, the latest issue of Savage Dragon, which... uh, which issue is that, guys? It's 243. Three. Wow. 243. <laughs> uh, 243. Okay, that sounds about right. We're going to do Savage Dragon 243. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to do some Mutant Ninja Turtles action. Uh, we got issues 9 and 10 to talk about, which are real important if you're a Savage Dragon fan. With Big Bang 10 tying into that. Yep, we'll talk more about that when we get to it. Um, so we'll kick off real quick. Raven, first news item. First news item of the show. Uh, cover fans, cover enthusiasts. Cover girls. Drop the cover for Savage Dragon 248 on his Facebook, on the social medias, on the Instagram. It's absolutely lovely image. We got Dart ripping a picture of Malcolm and Half saying, it's time we put it into Malcolm Dragon once and for all! And it's titled The Gathering Storm. Sounds like she's putting together her own Savage Dragon uh, revenge squad. Yeah, Now, baby. let's count them down. How many living opponents of Malcolm's continue to exist? Not many. Not many. I'm counting... I, I should have generated... Scourge. I should have generated a top Scourge. ten list about this. Yeah, but I I don't think Scourge is going to be one of them. He's a he's more of a boss guy. He's not really a follower. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean in the gathering? Who yeah. would be gathering? Yeah. Who? What? What rogues gallery is Dart putting together to 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 assassinate Dry, uh, Malcolm? There's not many left to tell you the truth. Oh. Glum. No, we will Glum? never. We will never see Glum again in our lifetimes. No, you think so? Well, oh, not, for, not for another hundred issues, and not for, again. He is a big bad. He is not going to follow Dart on our suicide mission. Right. I'm talking about guys like, uh, like, uh, like vicious circle guys. No, like, yeah, but who has beef with Malcolm? There's who is not? Who hasn't? Who hasn't been alert, electrified to death? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only ones I can really think about are all the kids who were put in jail. Um, oh, the uh, vicious. The, the the vicious circle kids, yep, they make sense to me as being logical choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who is actually in that group. There was uh, 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 shit. Um, Dumpling and Blossom. I remember those two. And there was the what's octopus his, kid. 
Right, Octopus Kid's the one I'm trying to remember. And uh, the guy with the... Open Faces Teenage Clone. Mm-hmm. I really should have dug this one up. But yeah, those one, those kids are still kicking around. They were in jail last time we saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was the guy with the with the worms for horns. Remember him? Yep. He, yeah, man, he, Torment. He, torment. His horns may have grown back by now, so he may be a threat again. Buffalo mm-hmm. Stew's still around, okay. I think. Um... Cumudgeon or whatever his real name actually ended up. Cumudgeon. Is Tantrum still alive or did he get Tantrum Tantrum never got sold. He uh there was some ghost that came out of his body that may or may not end up somewhere else. We also have uh technically we have Ants Illuminati is out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I although I don't suspect they'll be involved. I think they'll be involved with Ant. You never know. Um just a guess. I mean maybe uh Maybe this is the chance to bring the seeker back one more time. Get out. out. He's convinced Glum will never be back, but yet the seeker will. But the seeker, right, right. (laughs) Sure. I'm just saying, we got a pretty small pool to draw from. And that's what's going to make it interesting, I I think. I think that's what's cool. Donald uh, Trump himself? (laughs) Well, yeah, technically, actually. The president of... Uh, America is against Malcolm Dragon's existence. So, you, do you guys think that Dart will be the big bad in 250, or do you think that it will her arc will end before that? Although it does say the coming storm, right? You want my yeah. it, want my theory? I think uh, Dart's story is going to end the moment she meets Scourge. I don't think those two can get along. Oh no way! No way! She'll be Although that's a good point. Who? Yeah, there's their two leaders. There's no. Like, I don't. If she's gonna like team up with someone, I don't see her teaming up with any of the guys that we listed besides Scourge. Honestly, like it's. Oh, you think she's gonna go for big guns? That's a. And I think we we talked about this like last episode. Like we've never seen two big guns team up in Savage Dragon, really. No, not really. You know. I know that this is kind of dragging an extra news item into it, but I, I feel like I must. I must because of just we're having this conversation right now. But consider this news item A1 or A2 or whatever you want to consider. But the solicitation for 247 dropped also, okay. which hits this the issue that hits before this. Mm-hmm. And it says the Deadly Demon King. The build-up to Savage Dragon 250 begins here, introducing the maddening menace of the Deadly Demon King, a great jumping-on point for new readers. So, you gotta wonder, the issue right before this, we have the Deadly Demon King, who is gotta be demonoid-related. Right. And so you never know how... Oh yeah, the cover is a demonoid on the yeah. cover, so... So you never know how this could play into this dart thing, you know what I mean? Wait, right. Which one's 247? I thought that was the one with... Uh... That's the cover where they're all on the cell oh, phone. Oh, they're all on their cell phone. Punching out okay. the demonoid behind them. That's the one after the Scourge cover. Okay. I, I cannot believe that the guy... That's... Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, I cannot believe that the guy on the cover would be a de- the Demon King, but you never know. <laughs> The, the crazy thing is it goes from fighting Scourge to the Demon King to Dart, it seems like, episode after 
issue after issue after issue. It's like three big villains. Well, it's, yeah. it actually goes further than that. I'm actually looking at the Image website right now that has all the covers lined up. So mm-hmm. here's something I find interesting. All right. In 244, we get that cover with Powerhouse. Okay. 246, we got the cover with Scourge. Mm-hmm. 240. Oh, actually, there's one in the middle there. 245 is just put in the wrong place. The so. Chained Man. Yeah, the Chained Man is 245, then 246 with Scourge. 247 is the Demon King. But here's the thing. Each one of these covers has a, uh, has a, have a, has a unifying motif. They all have words printed at the very bottom of the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. 244 says Powerhouse. Uh, 245 says the Chained Man. Uh, then Scourge Strikes, Modern Warfare, and I'm not looking at the dark cover, but I'm pretty sure that one does too. Yeah, on the bottom of the dark cover, it says The Gathering Storm. So that seems to me to mean something. That this is that this is that this is an intentional arc. Could be. So it could very well start next issue with uh, Powerhouse, whatever this is going to be. Good eye, Jim. This could be the gathering of villains. Maybe it's Powerhouse, Scourge, Chainsmen, and this Demon King in Dart. At long last, the long overdue Malcolm Dragon Rogues Gallery unifies. I mean, we've been waiting for it, right? Mm -hmm. Haven't we been bitching that he's just not had, like, you know, like a stable of villainy? Yeah, but if you look at it, uh, half of these guys have never appeared before. Either so, like the Chain Man and the Demon King. And... What what beef does Powerhouse have, really? Could be. Could I'm just saying this could be like think of it as their big debut in the series. Like you know, imagine like we didn't witness the vicious circle when they started. They're but imagine yes. think of like 250 maybe as like the genesis of his vicious circle. That would be cool. I would welcome reoccurring villains. They're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Two fifty is gonna be that big secret cover I'm looking forward to, <laughs> and the, the secret will be like, I threw the first fight. Now it's time for my true powers, dude. I'm gonna laugh my ass off if Two Fifty just has like glum on the cover, <laughs> or if Dragon Old Man Dragon somehow comes back. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right, so next bit of news, uh, kind of exciting for certain people. Uh, apparently, Eric has been. Uh, Asked to come work at Marvel Comics again, but don't get too excited because he's only drawing forty-one total pages of That's whatever of, pages of whatever me. he's doing. Nothing's been announced. He has posted one single image of Spider-Man, which kind of looks like it could be a cover or it could be a splash page, uh, with the caption saying, uh, "Well, that's one down." So, I do believe he said that he one would of be forty-one. Right. Sorry, what was as that? well? Oh yes, I think some writing. He said, "Do you think this is all?" Spurred from the um, the movie, what do you, the Spider Verse movie? Mm, I think it might be an anniversary of some kind, or they're celebrating '90s guys in general for some reason. Because I also feel like there was like an uptick in interest after, like you know, like in the the opening scene of the Spider Verse had that one page drawn by him, which oh, was sure. like the only comic page they showed. And just the all different styles of Spider-Man and stuff. A lot of people loved Eric's take I mean, on Spider-Man. My best, I'm just guessing here, he's, pro- he's probably going to do a 90s throwback Spider-Man one-shot. Yeah. That he's writing and drawing. And then whatever else could be. Who you know knows? What I would love? You know what I would love more than anything? What's that? If 
we got just a little bit of Savage Dragon cross Spider-Man. Nah. Because uh, we know Invincible and Spider-Man happened. Yeah. It's true. not possible. Wait. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was Invincible. Yep. I just, yep. I want to see Larson drawing some, like, cardiac, some cardiac. Kind of cool, like, I mean, Spider-Man villain cool solo. I mean, see the villains, like, Cardiac and uh, Powerhouse and all the characters Sticks I don't know. Because I've never actually read this period of Spider-Man before. Get out of here. I don't really? care. 90s Spider-Man, I no interest. <laughs> I mean, 90, I do. The, Eric's run is one of my favorite things in Marvel Comics is his Spider-Man run. Well, it's a lot. I, I actually do have interest. In fact, isn't it considered um, legendary or something? Like, oh, isn't like I don't know. I just it's one of the first comics that I picked up regularly. Like, yeah, I think it was three thirty is like my first issue of collecting regular comics because the artwork just blew me away and the writing was fun too. The only Larson Spider-Man comic I think I ever owned was the one where on the cover Spider-Man's with all those uh, guards from... Oh, I'm never going to find it. <laughs> Typing away. <laughs> and actually, I don't think that was Larson now that I think about it. I think that may have been Bagley. Alexa, find the one Spider-Man issue <laughs> I own. <laughs> oh, this is annoying. I wasn't prepared. That's Okay. We but just... anyway, the point is, when I was reading comics at that time, I was a big Fantastic Four guy. Yeah. Okay. My Spider-Man were all Human Torch crossovers. One of my favorite Spider-Man arcs is the Powerless arc, where he loses his powers. Yep. And it's it's drawn so well. Like, Larson, like, like at one point, like, he forgets he lost his power, and he goes to swing. And, like, the way Eric draws him swinging, it looks like he's throwing his back out on him because he's, like, not – he doesn't have his, like, strength powers. Makes sense. And basically, Black Cat saves his ass, and she just carries his ass everywhere. And his, you know, his suit gets all torn up. He goes through windows, and <laughs> it, it's so – it was really good. Maybe now if I read it again over, it wouldn't hold up, but – um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it all, it was all written by, uh, David, um, I don't know how I say his last name, Michelin. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, super fun. Like he had that, he had a Sinister Six arc in there. He had a Venom arc, uh, Punish arc in his, he had Avengers showed up in one issue. I remember as a kid, I used to ride my bike to the, the comic store, and every month when my Amazing Spider-Man came out, I couldn't wait to see what characters Eric Larson would draw because I'd like to see like Larsonized characters, you know, and be like, "Oh shit, you drew the whole Avengers!" Like, oh, so good, you know. Like, I get it. I just wanted to see his take on every character. I get it. It was so fun. I had the same thing going on when Ed McGinnis was on uh, Superman. Yeah, yeah, it was just cool to see Ed McGinnis's take on you know like Wonder Woman and Batman and all that shit. Yeah, Again. I uh, I bought the 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 Larson Spider Man omnibus and uh, whenever I think it came out last year, and I was like in heaven, like it just brought me back to being like you know in junior high riding my bike to the comic shop. So it might be a little bit of my nostalgia in it, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's it's great. So I'm I'm stoked to see his him come back on Spider Man for maybe two issues worth. But it, it's just a nice little 
side. You know what I mean? Like, I'll always love Savage Dragon, but I'm I'm super stoked to see Eric doing other things as well. Especially so, like, to confirm, the only, the only two issues of Spider-Man I owned from that era were Bagley's. Not yeah, not, not Eric. I I quit Spider-Man shortly after Bagley got on. I just I liked Larson so much that I couldn't. I was just I couldn't handle like another artist after that. Huh. Understandable, dude. Understandable. So the real question is, will you buy it? Are you into it? Yes. Okay. I will likely not, unless we decide to cover it on the show. I'll pass as well. I just don't have an attachment to Spider-Man. If somehow... If he's writing it, I'll probably prioritize it. Yeah, I should probably read it. (laughs) Inside his Jim's brain right now, listening in. If he was just drawing it, that'd be different. If if he's writing it, I mean, that kind of means I should. I guess, yeah, you're peer pressuring me. I mean, if both you dudes re- like well, we, buy we it. still don't know what it is. I mean, it could be just backups for all we know, and then I'll be really no, unlikely he said to buy he's it. Drawing, he's he's returning. Oh, you mean like a backup? Backup story. in like Amazing Spider-Man or oh, uh, like like five pages for like over what? How many issues? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I get what you mean. Twenty issues. Who knows? We'll wait for an official announcement, then we'll decide if we're going to cover it. If you okay, here's the pact I'll make now. If you dudes get it, I'll get it. Okay. So because I'm definitely otherwise, getting I'm not. It. okay. Well, Jim, if it'll take Jim, <laughs> yes, Jim I'll, I'll I will be the deciding vote. You'll be the decider because I'm just don't like I don't care about Spider Man. I care about Eric. I don't care about Spider Man. So right. if Jim gets it, then that'll put both of you getting it. Like I'm not gonna not get it. So all right, cool. There's one surprise news item. No. Surprise! News item C. Eric is catching up on his trades. On his and what? So oh, right, we're getting, yeah. We're getting As Seen on TV, which collects uh, issues 228 through 234. We are also getting A City Under Siege, which will collect issues 235 through 240. And, as a special little quirk, a little weird sort of freak occurrence because the page count didn't quite hit what he needed oh, yeah, uh, Eric right. put together an 11 page sketchbook section for Which we've never seen haven't seen in years yeah for as seen on decades. tv decades and it's rough. weird to me that you'd be short pages maybe maybe he had to reprint a backup in one of them and it made the page count weird he explained it better if you're curious he explained it better be a part of the facebook eric larson savage dragon fan group and you will know exactly what he said because he explained why. Okay. Why one has uh, the long and st- the long and short of it is he said he doesn't like to incentivize trades. He actually prefers to incentivize issues. Right. But in this instance, he said it ended up working out that he needed a uh, eleven. He had eleven pages to fill for whatever reason, and so he put. A sketchbook section in there. I guess, so. I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is, I mean, maybe there's an additional issue in there than in typical trades. It's just it's odd to me that trade a, a tree would have have a different number of overall pages than a previous volume if it's collecting the same number of issues. But anyway, I don't know. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth, baby. Um, what was I going to say? Something crazy, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't realize he was behind on trades. I actually. I guess, I guess, yeah. At this point, that uh, 
as seen on TV period should have been reprinted. I guess I, I'm curious why it uh, didn't get collected. Hey, buy the issues. If you're listening, buy the issues, please. That's the monthly income. You can buy the trades too, but buy the issues. That's the month to month. So he really makes his issues worth it. There's a ton of backups in every issue. So there you go. All right. So we got up next on the slate. Okay, I have got a top ten list. Sweet. Get ready for something insane. This is this is the top ten (laughs) the top ten times Savage Dragons have died. Nice. (laughs) Okay. All right. Savage Dragons. Mm. Anyone who could be associated with that name. Okay. All right. So number ten. The Savage World Savage Dragon is a giant dumbass. <laughs> so, he basically does the normal stuff the normal dragon does, except he gets himself possessed by the Wicked Worm and goes on a rampage and kills his best friend, only to get manipulated by Dark Lord into getting his brain switched and then murdered. What a dumbass. <laughs> not not his shining moment. <laughs> Number nine, Michael Jackson. That wasn't Jack- our dragon. Hmm? That no- wasn't our dragon. It's okay. no- Number nine, Michael Jackson. Gets introduced, probably has sex with somebody, goes on one adventure, then gets cut to pieces. What a useless piece of shit. (laughs) Number eight. Krull and the other Krylons get themselves fucking murdered by the Tyrus Combine. To be fair, this is probably Dragon's fault for abandoning them, so to be honest, that Dunderhead's probably responsible. Number seven. Uh, wait, never- wait, can pause one bit. I love how fired up you are, Jim, that you're like yelling into the microphone. I love it. <laughs> Keep I love going. It. Keep going. Number seven. Don't forget, Virus got thrown into a sun. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Mm. After he had his bra- his uh, dragon parts removed. He's, he he's, said, mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, Number six. Barry Battleaxe Dragon. Uh, catches the worst STD from Dart, swords. Right. <laughs> yep, swords transmitted Dart. It's a this fifteen year old world rocked only to get cut in half and then exploded. It was worth it. <laughs> yeah, uh, num- exploded twice. <laughs> Number five, Dark Dragon underestimates Kerr. Gets into a big fist fight, thinks he's at the upper hand because he's the badass, only to find out Kerr is a bigger dick. Playing for bigger keeps. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to number four. Kerr gets chumped by virus. <laughs> After completely eliminating all the humans on Earth, a, 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 uh, a, uh, a Frankenstein monster dragon gets the drop on him. Only to completely <laughs> kill him. Uh, stabbing him, gets stabbed, which I have you. Kirk, basically, Kirk kind of gets uh, gets his. Uh, not as impressive as everything else that Kirk did up to this point. Mm-hmm. Which then brings us to number three. Alternate Kerr gets killed by Dragon. Again! Yeah, that was the <laughs> biggest chump death in history. Dragon, uh, after Dark Lord uh, restores Dragon to full health, he goes back in time and just kind of shoots Kerr in the face. You know, good times. Good use of a bad guy. And number two, number two, the the original, original Malcolm Dragon finally figures out that Kerr is a bad guy. And then gets his brain eaten. (laughs) 
It only took it, right. o- it only took Kerr killing everyone on Earth for Malcolm to realize he's probably going to have to do something about this. He loved him, man. <laughs> this is dead. And before I do number one, I've got three honorable mentions. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because, lest we forget, our old boy Savage, the original dragon, has died four times. <laughs> honorable mention number one. Dragon falls to pieces, uh, pieces after Abner Cadaver casts a spell and shatters into pieces in Johnson's arms to become mm-hmm. the Johnson Dragon Combine character. Technically a death, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Big shocker, 50 death. She-Dragon got the name on the title. I, mean, I, I say it counts. Yeah, definitely. Honorable mention number two. The original dragon gets his brain eaten by virus. <laughs> yeah. Which is, in my opinion, <laughs> the real true death of the original Savage Dragon. Yeah. Because you can draw a straight line to that guy, and then everything after is basically uh, memory clones, alternate reality versions, what have you. Yeah. Confession, I get so confused when it, about that. <laughs> I, I, I just, my brain can't handle it. I mean, to be fair, that is some, like, serious comic book shit. Like, you know, when you talk about, like, comics have, like, the crazy, like, oh, I put the entire universe in a jar so that it could survive the apocalypse, and then I let it out of the jar after the apocalypse was over, and everything was cool. That is, like, virus, dragon, that shit is some serious, like, comic book shit. Yeah, (laughs) I, I can't handle virus. He hurts my head. Honorable anyway. mention number three. So, <laughs> Dragon's been resort, r- restored from his virus form into his regular dragon form. He goes back in time and kills Kerr, only to get his reward is some laser eyes from Dark Lord for his trust. <laughs> Next band name, Laser Eyes. <laughs> laser Eyes. Mm-hmm. And finally, the true number one time Savage Dragons have died, the average dragon steals his kid's thunder and then explodes. Oh, yeah. Average dragon. Underestimated his own juice. Savage dragons have died a lot. That was good, dude. I love love the the fieriness of it. (laughs) Dragons are stupid. They die a lot. I love all the fuckings and pissed off uh, curse words that are going along. It's good. Yeah, they, uh... If you're a savage dragon, you're not necessarily gonna meet a uh, heroic fate. <laughs> and at this, I do. Uh, hold on, I'm counting on my fingers. So as of right now, there are five savage dragons who uh, need to die in the future. Three kids. Yeah, you got three kids. You got one new baby and Malcolm. Yeah, that's all the living savage dragons. Well, what about Dart's baby? She's that's ba- oh oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker! I forgot about Shark Baby Dragon. Shark Dragon. Shark. Yeah. Okay, six. Yeah. Mm. There's none other. I wonder right? if he'll be on the team. Oh, it would, then there's. Well, no, I guess they're not dragon babies, but they're all the Krillian babies. Oh, yeah, all the Krillian babies. I guess they are dragons too. Technically, but they're not they're chosen really- ones. They can make them into chosen ones. They have the science. Eh, technically they do. I mean, right now it's uh, inject uh, dragon blood makes you explode, but I'm sure Lorella can figure it out. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I don't think we've ever seen a, a powerless character actually get dragon powers permanently. I don't think there's currently a solution to that problem. 
Either yeah. you get freaked out the powers away or you blow up. I got to say, I do love the fact that, you know, Eric makes no bones about it, that Dragon does fuck up a lot and make wrong Dragon choices. is basically <laughs> the worst. And he, he may say he saved the world three times, but they don't talk about all the worlds he doomed. <laughs> I mean, he's doing he saved his, his world. That's all that matters, right? Well, it's depending on your definition of his world. He's doing his best. He's trying. The one he's currently his... in. Yes, the one he currently inhabits. He and except there was that time that Kerr killed everybody, and then he had to time travel to fix it. Yeah, but he got fixed. It. No harm, no foul. Oh, remember, but it didn't. He actually told him, he's like, that didn't get fixed, by the way. <laughs> he's like, all you did was come back and you just created a new timeline. Mm. Eh. <laughs> eh. Then we merged the, the multiverse. The dragon, he's not seeing any of the issues, so. <laughs> right. So, Craig, you got one of these top tens in you for next time? I will get one. I don't know if it's going to be as good as this one, man. This one was pretty. Uh, it was good. It was yeah, good. Yeah, it, it was good. I will try my best. I'll try my darnest. Darn tootin'. And listeners. Yes, go ahead, Raven. I was just going to say, listeners, we plead with you. Submit your own top ten as well. We will read it on the show. We or top five. It. Or top three. Or top one. And even if you don't want to do the top ten and write it all out, send us a topic for a top ten. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we'll make it work. I think, you know, I, I would love to hear back from some of the listeners. And I think that, you know, it makes for great podcasting to interact with your letters and stuff. And uh, I guess I'm kind of bummed we didn't get any for, from last issue. And, and I do think that's one of the funner parts of this. So please, if you haven't written it ever and you're listening, you know, write, give us a try. And if you, you are somebody that wrote in quite a bit. We'd still like to hear from you. It's it's fun to to go back and forth and and you know see what you guys thought. Talking to you, Nick Justice Scott James, Simon Melis Saint Pierre, Satoris, you know the Satoris regular the, the regular rogues, Zach Hawkins, Michelle Fife. Let's <laughs> call him up. All, all five of our all, listeners. All eight of our listeners. <laughs> now, what's, the, what's the email again? SavageFinCast at gmail.com. There you go. And if you don't want to write, write us in about a top ten, we also like to hear your comments on the show. Yeah, literally anything. Yeah, <laughs> you can react to Jim's top ten. That's one of the reasons why we thought top tens would be so fun. If you have your own take, if you're like, oh, no, listen, that was not the number one day. That was garbage. They couldn't even remember the guy's name. They had to look on the wiki. The number one death was when, and then you say your piece. We're into that, too. Like, you know, share your thoughts. So it's exciting. We want it. Moving right along. Yep. We're going to do Savage Dragon uh, 243 now. It's time for meat and potatoes? It is. Love it. Sweet. Love it. All right, let's get into it, fellas. I have so, to say, mm-hmm. right off the bat, with the cover, did you guys predict that this fella's pants would be from the origin? What would you think of the pants? <laughs> well, they're, they're pants. I know. They're, crazy. they're pretty wacky. They're purple and orange striped pants. 
What's and the relevance? I, I actually kind of love where they actually kind of end up being from in the issue. <laughs> They're clown pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing clown pants. I'm just saying. I know he's Celsius, but in reality, for me, he's clown pants. He's just some party employee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the other clown has the pants on. Do you know what I mean? I thought it was just like the caterers were wearing that, and I was I like, that's a I funny that, costume. I thought that too, but you're right. Oh. They are definitely the pants from the clown. Well, the, I'm not saying that Celsius is the clown, but I'm saying that those are some clowny pants. Oh, it is the caterers. Oh, the clown has different. Co- the clown is the only one that has different colored pants. I just day. found it weird that the caterers were wearing that. It is a children's have, like, birthday party. Yeah, but they have like a formal like sport coat and and bow tie, and they're wearing these weirdo stripy pants. <laughs> and here's what I love. This is what I love is that you know that next time you see that motherfucker, he's going to be wearing those pants. You know, he, <laughs> you know he is. Yeah, he just likes them. He likes them. He likes those like children's birthday party pants. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know that's dumb and a tangent, but I just I love it. <laughs> what do you think of this cover, guys? What do you think? I recall. Um, I recall um, saying when I first saw it, I was wondering if Amy was setting the guy on fire when he, she punched him. Which would have been awesome. Yeah, it turns out not so much. But uh, it's still a really great image. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's good, I like it. Diving in, you know what's even, I think, cooler? This splash page! Yep, Ant's still kicking around. Yeah. Still getting some fallout from last issue. So this this must take place almost immediately. Well, it must, because remember, last time it ended on a cliffhanger, so... It this is congruent is timeline. Right. <laughs> well, you still see the dead old guy in the snow. Yep. And everything. No. Like, remember from the, like, possession? Right. Yep. So, it's like, literally, this is, like, moments after. And then the dick attacks. Yep, so, not a dream, not an imaginary story. I know! I'm so glad you were wrong! Kevin got chumped. Maybe this will, maybe this will turn his life around. Maybe he'll beef up again. I'm not happy about Kevin getting chumped. You can tell me he can't handle a dick. I guess he can't, dude. He got beat. He couldn't beat Wang. He couldn't beat Cock. <laughs> <laughs> so this double page has got uh, got a Maxine getting attacked by that uh, the, the the worm, I suppose. Flying phallus. Flying phallus. Nice. And uh, this brings it. Yeah, she manages to avoid its main attack, only for the wicked worm to. Uh, Eat the baby. Eat the baby. <laughs> Eat Maddie. Before you, that splash, though, with like the doorknob like yes. flying out, it's great. Yes. I love the close-up on Thunderhead's uh, face. Yes, dude. Do you think that's his eye rolled back, or is that just... Kind of looks like it is, isn't it? Kind of. But uh, Although we never seen his pupil. Yeah, that's the thing. It might that's be what a, I'm saying. It might be a shadow illusion. Yeah, it still looks cool as hell. Oh, yeah. Listen, like... With the like zip lines towards the like impact point, and like the spray, like the little he did the thing where he like got the spray and the like fucking doorknob coming up all close. Oh, it's so good, dude! It's good. It's a fucking great splash page. 
I that love the second page. Oops, yeah. sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you, you go might ahead. be saying what I'm about to say. You're, I am. Go ahead. So you. No, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> you, you. The the panel with the teeth. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So there's for the listener, we're we're looking at there's a panel with the the wiener monster, the whatever it is. It's got all the teeth. Like it, it's like a view from inside the worm's mouth. Looking at uh, Amy, not Amy, uh, Maddie. Maddie, yeah. It's cool. I, I like that. That's, that's great. And the, right before he lands on top of her, the glumph and just swallows her. Yeah, dude. So good. And again, just like, just the visual of Thunderhead in that pool of blood, it really like drives home the danger that like fucking Maddie and Maxine are in. Right. So, that's oh, so good, dude. You're telling me, though, between the three of us, we don't have a clever nickname for Basilisk's penis? Uh, no, I don't. I'm not going to fake the funk. I'm, patient, I'm partial to the wicked worm, although it is taken. What about... One-eyed uh, wonder weasel. <laughs> <laughs> what about the satanic pacemaker? What? <laughs> Sorry, that, 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 that doesn't that doesn't uh, have anything to do with penises at all. Pacemaker. Pacemaker. No, that's for the heart. Not a pacemaker. Paste. Oh, a pacemaker. I don't know. It's pretty inside baseball. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't think it is. I think people know what semen is. Come on. Come on. All right, we'll get off of Basilisk's cock. On to the next page. <laughs> the wicked sperm. <laughs> Even though I know it's not. It's still no, great. it's not. Anyway. So uh, Angel and uh, Frank Jr. are having a little heart to heart. Frank's trying to convince her to come back to the U.S., but she's pretty firm that she wants to stay near Jackson. Um, but they notice that the, the there's a big hole in Malcolm's apartment, so that's never good. <laughs> so Angel leaves she into mentions, action. It's interesting that she mentions like we get just that real flash right. of an Alex update. Right. That Alex is uh still pining away for, you know, original dragon. It's pretty sad. Sad. She she kind of shits on Alex though. She's Alex like, This Alex. isn't your home. She's like, I know. I'm rooming with Alex Wilde for God's sake. <laughs> it's like, all right, all uppity. She's Too good. Become- She's become shitty. To be honest, if I room with Alex and she was uh, so anti-millennial as she has been in the past, I would be pretty pissed too. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like millennials. It's because I am one. I'm the world's oldest. You just hate (laughs) Self-proclaimed world's oldest millennial. World's oldest millennial. No, that is the funny thing is millennials are old now. Like, they are. It's not a joke. I am a millennial and I... I am, I am too. It's I'm weird. A, if you graduated <laughs> high school in 2001 or later, you're a millennial. No, dude. It's born in 81. No, it's graduated in 2001. Born you, have, in you have to have been a kid in the 90s, but beca- been in college or looking for work after 9-11. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. So what weird. am I, Generation X? Yeah, probably. Yes. What, do you, what do you like, 79? 77. 77. I'm yeah, old. You're, you're basically you. You're you're funk. 
You're Gen X, yeah. Yeah, you're basically Gen X. You grew up in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, but you're the ass end of Gen X. You're like the youngest yes. Gen X. What? What? Gen- I'm the ass end of you, Gen you, X. You grew up with eight tracks and then had to transition to CDs. It's funny, Jim. We're like old ass millennials, mm-hmm. but he's like a young ass Gen Xer. <laughs> I'll take that. Isn't that weird? That's funny, dude. This has no vol- uh, Savage Dragon talk here. Anyway, this is a sorry. Primo Savage Dragon talk. <laughs> Frackazack. That's a great fucking panel, dude. Oh, the Maddie frying the wicked worm guy or whatever he is. No, wicked what I, worm. What I but... love about this, these kind of panels, because they happen sometimes, is that the, 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 the detonations are in like three different places. So yeah. it's like so it's like it's like a comic where you see the first explosion and it's like working its way down its body. Exactly. Nice. The fame dingaling. <laughs> He's still thinking of names. I am. I, I can't <laughs> let it go. I can't let it go. Well, like most of Malcolm's greatest foes, he's dead. Well, so. you know, to be fair though, Maddie, Maddie pulled the plug on this one, so that's pretty cool. Honestly, she got her first her get- kill and can't even walk. Her getting eaten was probably the best thing that could have possibly happened. Exactly. I mean, what's going to happen? These these kids will survive being aborted. They're they're not going to they're not going to be in trouble in the stomach of this thing. You're saying in future episodes when a monster cock attacks, Ma- like fucking Maxine's going to throw Maddie down its throat. Yes. <laughs> Very effective. It's like a Pokemon. Reminds me of uh, Brit. I don't know if you guys read Brit. I did. Yes. I love Brit. Remember when Brit beat that dude's ass with his baby? Yes, I do remember that now that you say so. He swung. like invincible baby. Yeah, the baby was invincible, so Brute was just like swinging him around like a fucking weapon. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Maddie getting her first kill, dude. Can't even walk. Boom. Uh, Craig, I am uh, curious of your uh, opinion on... Maxine's face in panel four <laughs> of the. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I know you're always bagging on Maxine for her face. No, I, it's just her hair. Her hair is horrible. Do you like that hair in panel four? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'm just curious, dude. I, I, I gotta ask who's who's getting pulled away in the stretcher because those are obviously green legs. I don't think so. I think that's um. Thunderhead. It's got to be Kevin, but but that's a really tiny feet. Yeah, they are. Well, he's a very tiny man. It was funny because Craig loves I how agree. tiny he is. I agree. No, but you. look how small his feet are compared to like the EMS guy. Yeah, EMT. I mean, well, no. When you say they're about the same, when you compare them, yeah, they look the same. I didn't think that until you said look at the EMT's feet, but like they look pretty close. Why are his shoes off? Because well, he's he's got because he got fried. Me, I don't know. No, he he's, t- he's had his clothes stripped off. Those are like booties. Those oh, ribs. it must be booties. Because check out the final panel. The kids all have them on. The adults have them on. Oh what? shit! You're oh right for the crime scene. That makes sense. You're right. They are wearing well. They're all wearing socks. I don't know. Weird. It wasn't explained. <laughs> we have to guess. Eric, we need more captions. <laughs> Like, it's funny. This is one of those things. I'm sure that Eric's like, God damn it. Like, when he hears it, it's like, who cares? Who cares indeed? But no, dude, it is like everybody is wearing, like, socks or medical shoes or something. Something's going on. 
Dude, there's a Tim Hortons and a Pizza Pizza in the in the scene with the ambulance driving. I love how Eric still makes references to like Canadian stuff. I love it, dude. I'll take all of that shit I can get. I think the panel of uh, fucking uh, oh my god, Amy, Amy holding up Maddie is great. It's just a fucking hilarious panel of her all like proud holding her up and like Maddie's I, I just swinging. I didn't get that. Did they like think that she was dead? Who? I guess that's the gag. Is because the because Maxine says it ain't Maddie. She's and then you hear poik. Oh yeah, yeah she she pulled her out of the remains, which is kind of weird. If the EMTs have already come and gone, well, they thought they thought Maddie was dead. That's not too weird. Like, oh. look, there's big piles of guts there. Yeah, I guess, but wouldn't Maxine be a little more panicked about it? This issue's weird, just tonally, because <laughs> this shit just happened. Maxine last end of last issue was kind of like traumatized by this horrible nightmare situation. And now, like you're pointing out, she's like, it ain't Maddie, she's... And then the kids just pull Maddie out of the guts. Like, Maxine had no idea that Amy was actually fine. Well, no, dude. It's like she thought that fucking Maddie was eight. Like, she thought she was eating. Like, yeah. you could see the blood pouring off of Maddie, like, literally. And then there's the ploik. Like, she was just like... And she's like, it It ain't Maddie. Like, she's emotional about it. She's I, not, like, cold and detached. I just It doesn't... See, the whole thing with the ambulance is screwing me up because it doesn't make any sense. Where are the police? Why are they still with this 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 scene of violence? Why haven't they removed themselves from it already? Well, it's a comic. I mean, you just assume you got to fill in the blanks. Like fucking the the like Angel was there, and the fucking worm blew up, and then the next thing you do, you don't need police because the threat's gone, but you need an EMT for Thunderhead. I don't know. I think if superhumans are blowing up buildings, there would be more of a presence. I don't know. Mm, I can forgive it. Okay. Because if you can forgive wait a minute, what did you forgive before the show? <laughs> Ant Man? If you can forgive Ant Man's preposterous shrunken building, <laughs> I can forgive the cops not being at this scene where violence is no longer happening. Okay. <laughs> and then Malcolm comes home. This is great, dude. I love how the kids are not phased. They're like cartoons. They're seeing, they're seeing this all every day, all day. That's probably none of them are phased. They're all used to this now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even Maxine is just like, ah, you know, I'm fucking sick and I want to sleep. Like it was fucking just a, their life is a madness. That doesn't seem healthy <laughs> or sustainable. Speaking of not healthy, let's introduce the sex bot as a maid. Yay, Captain Tootsie. Third issue in a row. I love it, dude. Don't ever go away, Captain Tootsie. You are great. (laughs) Hooting zoots. See, I told you he's into it. Uh, She's all bent over. Hooting zoots. (laughs) Old Tootsie didn't anticipate that she'd have to, you know, scrub some dong up. Monster dong. Monster dong. There we go. Monster dong. I love when when Malcolm says, she's a perfect woman, TM. A sex (laughs) doll. (laughs) I love it, dude. Don't you say TM after you say names sometimes? I do. Me too. James Purcell, TM. Well, no, not... (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah. You guys want to get some Taco Bell? Trademark. <laughs> you got to say parenthesis trademark. I'm okay with it. No, it's funny. It's a funny visual. <laughs> I like that they were named, though. I like that the sex dolls were named like it's a brand. like Kind of like in real life, we have the real dolls. Right. And everybody knows what real dolls are. And so then in Savage Dragon, you have perfect women. And those are apparently super high-end sex dolls. So. They're superhuman. Yeah, superhuman super, super strong need, Why you would need a superhuman sex doll, we don't ask. It is a world full of superhumans. Um, just, just saying. I got to tell you, the the four the six panel page where Malcolm is talking to Maxine in bed mm-hmm. is brings me back to like flashbacks of Savage Dragon, of how like they just kind of don't think and they're like fine with it, like oh Glum is a murderous doll and Savage Dragon would be like ah it's no problem don't worry about it he's harmless oh, he's and then in this scene it's like you know they're talking about uh, Greta Gearbox and. You know, Captain Tootsie and Maxine's like, he brought a sex doll. So what would you say? He did what? Like, you know, Malcolm's like, she, he brought the sex dolls that work as a maid. And she's all like freaked out about it. And he's like, relax, you know, it's okay. And it's like, I don't know if you're really thinking this through. Like that robot just tried to kill you like and best two of all, days prior. standing at the door listening to the whole conversation. Yeah, that last panel is a little creepy. It's good. You never know. See, that's what's cool is. You don't know if it's like could be like something sinister or if she's gonna like hear it and be like make an effort to be nice to Maxine. She'll be paranoid of Maxine. Yeah, you never know, dude. You never I, know. I love how the, like the speech bubbles are coming through the giant hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. These are good facial expressions. I like sleepy Maxine. And like uh, also too, like good physicality on like that all is well panel. Like where Malcolm's all leaned over, all giant, and just kissing her all little on the head. Yes. Yeah. Good drawing, dude. Good yep. drawing. Yep. Good stuff. And then some time has passed, clearly. Because look at Maxine's fucking hair. Oh, that's she right. Way better. Way <laughs> better. A lot more. Like, a look, a huge amount of time has passed. How long would you imagine it takes your hair to grow that long? I mean, months, right? Honestly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably two or like three. Yeah, a couple months. Maybe she's wearing a wig. I feel like it would have come off. Yeah. At some as a joke. Maybe you could be right. They got Whoa. a pretty sweet car that's not that boxy. What? <laughs> but right next to other boxy cars. Yeah. Look at Walden Wayne's fucking house, dude. Dude, look at the driveway that's driving on. It's opulent. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And guys, look Big ups to another excellent name, Anita Wang. (laughs) That's good good stuff. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, we got it's been a while since we had like Amanda hug and kiss and stuff. Anita Wang. Anita Wang. And uh, who knew that uh, Walden Wang was uh, gay? No, no idea. Not that it means anything. I'm just saying there he is. There's his oh, partner. Oh, yeah, I think you're implying something. I just didn't know, dude. I'm just I like. I like your tone. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend with my tone. I didn't. There's nothing to it. I guess what I'm saying is it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's just a cool little addition to his character. And they have like a daughter, you know, previous marriage daughter or maybe adopted. Or, it's cool. 
or uh hold on what was i gonna say um maybe walden no that doesn't make sense never mind i will take your word on that internal thought it is interesting i do like uh i like it i'm just saying i like it especially since he's so big andrew is massive Andrew's a lot taller than Walden. I still think I still think Walden's like an elf or something, with his pointy <laughs> ears, straight his from the green North hair. <laughs> I like it. I like Walden Wang. I think that made him more interesting. The fact that not only does he have like a daughter in a weird like opulent mansion, but also like you know he's, well, he's just a, got he's his. A, he's a TV producer, right? He's he's gonna have money. And Andrew's nice too. Like he like talks to Maxine and he's like, "I'm a big fan. You're so brave." Like, so you instantly, in, like, two word balloons, get, like, a good, like, you get a character trait of him as being a good person. I'm trying to, I am trying to figure out, like, what he's referring to as the bravery part, because the... Dude, the rape. Was, was that publicly released, though? Oh. The only thing that was publicly released was that, uh, the stripper tape. At least I would think so. Huh. Huh. Maybe the stripper tape. Maybe. Yeah, the stri- the stripper tape. I, I guess she, I guess she was publicly things. molested, so I guess that would be something to be brave about. Well, even the stripper tape was like kind of like that was not her choice, right? So it was kind of like I, I mean, like okay, for instance, I saw a Tonight Show with uh, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about? It's a late night show with John Oliver, and like he fucking was talking to Monica Lewinsky, and like right. the whole time they were talking to her, he's like talking about how brave she was because of. Funny parallels, actually. He was talking about how brave she was because the whole bullying thing with Monica Lewinsky like drove her to damn near ruination. Like right, it was right. a fucking horrible thing in her life. That makes and sense. she admitted she was like, even though it was my own fault for the actions that I took and right. I regret those actions, she was like, it has impacted me and my loved ones in a horrible way. She was like, like it has been really terrible, and like you could tell, even as she was interviewing him, that she still had problems, like even talking about certain things. So maybe the bravery is just her being out in public, Dylan. Yeah, Dealing coming to the party stuff, coming to the party and being out in the public. That makes sense because, like Monica Lewinsky was talking about her thing, and she said like everywhere she goes, like it's all the negative of being a celebrity with none of the positive. So I think that's a pretty good parallel to like what Maxine is going through. Maybe. I don't know. Just my two cents. I'm glad we talked about it because I did think it was the rape until you said that. Okay. I, I was wrong. You thought it was the what? I thought the rape the was, Basilisk, he was, he was uh, with Basilisk, yeah. Yeah, but Jim's right. That's like not public knowledge. At least it shouldn't be. Well, because, again, there was a resurrection, and Malcolm tries to sweep those under the rug. True. So, the public really wouldn't know about that. This party is funny. The sequence at the party is funny. Like, the guy who's like, do you want to see my tape? <laughs> yeah, this is- I love that panel with him talking to Maxine and that face she's making at the camera. <laughs> it's a great expression, dude. And I love how, like, uh, Larson's like, well, I guess it's not Larson. It's Nikos is coloring, and I'm sure he told her to. But her face is getting like redder as like she's getting more inebriated. Right. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a nice touch. The bounce house panel is fun. 
It's just a fun, like, just those kids just going everywhere. What do you think about this sex tape talk? I think it's a really insensitive subject. Yeah, but they did have all their money options dry up, if you remember. Yeah. You think that that's planting seeds for something? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. I can't. I I, I have no idea. I think it's just people being insensitive and rude. That's definitely the flow of the sequence. I was just curious if you thought that might come to fruition later, maybe. Can't can't say. Well, that's a terrifying clown when you really look at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing like a Mr. Rogers sweater. He's like He's <laughs> got the zombie <laughs> arms. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I love though the whole the whole party. The people are just talking about her videos, and Maxine's just like f my life. <laughs> yep, another satisfied customer. <laughs> and like you said, more red in the face. Yeah, like more inebriated. <laughs> I love the the panel with all the kids in the pool, and like the close up on like the kid in the forefront, like is like right up in the panel. The gap tooth kid. Yeah. It's good, dude. This whole sequence is good. And then they go. Anita goes to get Amy a dress, a swimsuit. And we see Pants McGee, clown pants. So what's the first thing you notice about this guy? What's the pants? Oh. Uh, that they, I don't know, that they're capris? That the he also has pointy ears. I think that's just drawing. I don't think yeah, that's I don't intentional. Think that's... But it's consistent. Yeah, maybe. It is on the cover. You're right. And he's got these he's got the like there's like there's like vibrations emanating from them when we first see him here. Oh he's he well no. I was I think he was just like, Because oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean my yeah. first instinct was it was like he was shape shifting. But that doesn't make any sense based on his powers later. Nah, I think he's just like shock. That's just like, ooh, yeah, it's a shock, shock, shake. Oh shit! Damn it! You know. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, he's got pointy ears, and it seems to be like a consistent part of his design. Uh, so whatever that means. Tell you what, he's an asshole. He just blasts like a little <laughs> child, like full ice. Yeah. <laughs> And again, great visual like that. That like all this. What's funny is, who knew that I needed to see little kid fight sequence? But like the all the fight sequences, like her jumping over his knee in that yeah. lap panel, and like her little shadow on his leg, and like all this shit is like great. Like the action on this shit is fantastic. But yeah, like you said, what a dick. He does not hesitate to fucking unleash his powers on. Kids. I, I love that pan. Like after he like fries her, like the next panel or two panels later, he's just like she's on the ground on fire. <laughs> well, her dress is burning off. I love, dude. That is a total no child can stop the Grinch moment. <laughs> no fin-headed freak can stop Celsius. Carve that on your gravestone. That's how you, you know four-year-old. That's how you know he's Canadian, by the way. Oh, yeah. Celsius, right? 
Right. <laughs> He's a cool character. I like his uh, power, like that he could do the hot and cold thing. And also, too, I do like, I actually do like that here's this guy who is just fucking straight ruthless enough to just burn a kid. Like, yep. in his mind, he's got to be thinking to death. <laughs> just doesn't give a shit. Amy's got the massive Kirby fingernails on that one panel before she smacks someone. You wrecked my pretty dress. <laughs> so good, dude. This fight sequence is fucking great. Let's see Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It. Just co- blasting through the door, hitting the pool. Either that house is built on like matchsticks, or that's what Amy I was gonna say. Freaking powerful as all hell. He, she punches one, I would assume, regular strength guy into the house, and the whole thing comes down. Well, it's got to think. So, okay, I was gonna talk to you guys about this. So, okay, like this sequence seems to indicate that Amy is just a fucking brute. Because oh, yeah. even even when he comes out of the fucking rubble, he's like, gotta get out of here. It can't end like this. So he's fucking worried he's gonna die. Right. So he's been hit so hard that he's fucking afraid he's gonna die. So, like, kind of seems like Amy's a fucking badass, like, maybe even more than a normal chosen one, maybe. Or maybe yeah. just her specialty is punching. <laughs> maybe. Can I? Can Maybe I one's say, really good at aiming, and one's really strong, and one can jump hella high. How about the page, the page before the house collapse, the the fight scenes, like the whatever the six panel page? Yeah, Farron Delgado's uh, yes, dude. lettering with you know all the action, freaking awesome. The splash, the raccoon, everything. <laughs> Every panel has an awesome like action. Scrow. It's great it because continues. it's great because it's like almost like this sequence here is like a really good like uh, showcase of his sound effects. Yeah, and even uh, even the page before when he like lights up when Celsius lights up Amy the Frawoosh. Look at that! Look at that sound effect. That is freaking awesome. Sound yeah. effects on fire. <laughs> it looks cool. But I, like, I was just super impressed with that six-panel page. Each panel has, like, some action word. Like, that blown up on, like, like framed on, like, a wall would look cool as shit. Oh, yeah. That silhouette panel where she's like, rawr! Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so good. That's such good shit. It's good. It's a good action sequence. I think the house collapsing is cool too. Like, you know, oh, the yeah. balloons going up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The backgrounds are like the sky's like orange. <laughs> right. Smoke everywhere. Frackabathoom. So good. Talking about lettering, like you want to praise some lettering, like the way it's like coming kind of like coming at you. Like yeah. frackabathoom and the thooms all giant. Oh, it's good, dude. It's good. It's good. Love when she just smacks around Celsius after he comes out of the rubble, punches his teeth out, and then she does that awesome like uppercut type. The upper punch is great. The pal, yeah, <laughs> so good. And I, it's like a pose I've never seen him draw like that before. You know, like you know, the, the cool thing is we've had two hundred or what is it, two hundred forty three issues plus a mini, and he still comes up with new ways to draw like you know fight 
poses. 26 years. That's the way to say it even. Like 26 years of fight sequences. And you still got like, like you said, like when I saw that pal panel where she's like her head's back and she's punching straight up. I was like instantly that registers is like, oh, shit, that's fresh as hell. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. Yep. So good. Fucking teeth going everywhere. What are you guys sitting on your microphone there? Huh? Me? Are you sitting on your microphone? No. (laughs) No. Some strange noises. Uh, shitty furniture. Huh. I swear it wasn't farts, okay? <laughs> I just had some taco pizza before the show. Come on, guys. Jeez. Taco pizza? The hell? Oh, it's so good. Have you never had any? they feeding you in Pittsburgh. Have you never had any? First of all. Taco pizza? Get out of here. It's not exotic. It's, they serve it at Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Taco oh, pizza was the worst I refuse thing. to eat <laughs> taco <laughs> pizza. When high, high school would serve... Uh... Quote unquote, Taco, Mexican pizza, and it was always my worst favorite. What day. the hell? What the hell is this? It's just it's just uh, taco it's crust. cheese, it's just ta- crust, taco cheese, and uh, salsa, cheese. salsa, cheese, onions. It's not really pizza. It, it's awful. Uh, it's nightmare, you guys living I, in. I hate it's a meat food. pie. It's a meat pie. <laughs> it's more in common with a meat pie. Technically. It tastes like tacos when you eat it, and yes. it comes served in triangles. That is the that is the idea. Is it's a I, taco I defy pie. I defy you to make a better name for it than it is in pizza sliced wedges. I'm just it has crust at the end. Like it's not like it's a soup that I drink, and I'm like mm, taco pizza. Well, that's, that's a taco salad <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a in a tortilla bowl. Welcome to the Savage Taco Cast. <laughs> I'll eat my tacos one way. Soft, soft, no lettuce, regular tacos. You don't like crunchy? No. Well, (sighs) crunchy tacos are a lie. Crunchy tacos, you bite into, the bottom breaks in half, and all the meat just falls into your hand. Have you not seen the square bottom taco shells? They're going to break as soon as you bite into them. That's why. Do you not know how to eat a taco? You start on one end and work your way to the other. Yeah, but you got to bite it quick so you get all the food in your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, so it doesn't break in half and become a freaking just a mush in your hand. You know what? I'm gonna have I, a go I only go to taco joints with the menus in Spanish. Ah, elitist that I, way. I, I only go to taco hoity, Bell. Hoity toity, hoity You get those Dorito and cheese whiz tacos. Taco, Your taco Bell, I can. Taco Bell, Cheeto I can. Tacos. Taco Bell, I can trust. There isn't any like surprises what? in it. <laughs> See, I, I here's the problem with me, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I I can't eat peppers, bell peppers. Okay, they make me dry heave. They're not. I just everything. thought it's funny that you said Taco Bell has no surprises, right? Because it's just meat and and uh, and, uh, and and the spice, and that's it, and that's all. Oh, but, so you've never had chorizo? Because Taco Bell ain't, Taco Bell ain't got no chorizo. Well, g- ground up chili powder is fine. For me, meat binding agents, cartilage, mm. cartilage, oh, mm. taste mm. delicious. <laughs> I love meat slurry. One day, Craig, I'm gonna hold Jim at gunpoint. We're gonna go to a Mexican restaurant, I and I'll be like, "Get this man some chorizo and fajitas now." I can't. There could be a pepper hiding somewhere. In There's it. no peppers. Could some be. tongue tongue tacos. It could be a cooked tomato. Tongue tacos? 
Yeah, and now, you had beef tongue tacos. Amazing. Now who's eating the weird shit? I mean, tongue, the real shit. Tongue's just <gasps> muscle. It's like all meat. Gross. I ain't so, sucking I'm, I'm eating the real bro. shit. Yeah, the parts that nobody else wants because they're weird. I like, I eat weird stuff. I eat liver. Liver's good. Revolting. Yeah. Liver's not a muscle, though. Liver's its own thing. Revolting. I won't eat anything. But, but heart and tongue, those are just muscles. They're just, they'll taste like meat. The listeners hate this, hearts. by the way. The listeners hate this. All right, let's move on. Don't they, hate don't your disgusting, brain, they hate your disgusting menu options, and they love taco pizza, by the way. <laughs> if you love taco pizza, please write it. Write your top ten list of top taco pizzas. <laughs> You even heard of taco pizza? How? How? Yeah, how I'm also. I am also confused in how you don't know what taco pizza is. Thank you. High I guess I, I don't know. I guess I it is. No idea. I, I, I missed that day in school. Have you I never, never been to Taco Bell that. or a Pizza Hut? I never got served that. Wait, Pizza Hut doesn't make taco pizza, do they? Everything that does tacos or pizza does a taco. Dude, pizza. I walked into a Pizza Hut for the first time in my life when I was like in my thirties. <laughs> Pizza, is my, Pizza Hut is my favorite fast. Uh, Are you a millionaire? <laughs> Why would I be a millionaire? There's it's plenty of pizza joints. That, fast pizza place. Because aren't... there's plenty of local pizza places. Like, why would I? Why would I eat like chain pizza when I could go to like? To be honest, I'll be honest with you. I live in New England, so all the pizza from pizza places around here is thin crust, oven baked pizza. Pizza Hut pizza is deep dish. Yeah, but, it, but 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 here's the thing: it's not Chicago. <laughs> st- it's not Chicago style deep dish. It's like this weird middle ground. No. It's it, spongy, it, and it's it is it's spongy, and it's my favorite pizza. Yeah, it's real spongy. greasy and spongy. It's pretty good, actually. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked and appalled. I didn't know that I was hanging out with a pizza elitist. I think he's more <laughs> of a pizza amateur. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the take. Mm-mm. I'm an amateur because I don't go to Pizza Hut. That's it. <laughs> All right. We, we should really right. read this Mighty Man Super Patriot and, back up. And what's funny, we didn't get the last page, dude. <laughs> oh, right. We, all that shit went down right before the last page. <laughs> like, uh, the last page is worth mentioning because it's very notable, dude. Maxine gets back in the sack. Like I said. This is an audible side. This issue is totally weird. Why is it? It's a emotional. She's wasted. Yeah, that's my point. Many months have passed, Jim. I suppose her, ha- her hair suggests some months have passed. Many months have passed. And She's Gre- a Greta, Greta hasn't the care. Greta hasn't murdered them in their sleep. Yeah. Good sign. Good sign. So Greta's working out. Many months have passed, and she's feeling it. And she has sexual agency in this scenario. She drags him to the bedroom. She makes the suggestion. There's nothing to feel bad about. I promise you. Well, that's not why I feel bad. I'm just saying, I don't know. It just seems like her trauma is, was, is it's just the severity of the trauma mm-hmm. seems such that, I don't know. It just seemed like it would take longer to get over, if ever. This... In this crazy world, do you think that, like where you saw a monster dong eat your baby, do you think that would have the same weight? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I, I just think Eric wants to move on, and I that's fair. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's really like 
not something that you necessarily have to dwell on. I feel like there was an appropriate sequence of healing. Like they had their little fight last issue where he was like, stop, you know, stop being a dick. Like, don't push me away. And she's, he's like, unless you want to, and she's like, no. And he's like, good. Cause I don't want to either hug. That was an entire issue. And then now this issue, many months have passed and she's still not like, yay, yo, gung ho. She's still like, okay, I'm drunk. I'm feeling it. Let's try it. And I, I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as you think. I don't think it's bad. Craig, you've been silent. What do you think? No, I think it's fine. I, I mean, that's her. How I mean, it's still ingrained in her character. That's who she always was. Like that's the way she is. And it's like you know, we saw that time has gone by. I mean, it takes a while for her hair to grow that long. Yeah. And she's shit faced. Yeah. Plus, you assume she has had continued and maintained therapy throughout this time. I suppose that's true. So it's not like, again, it's really not under the carpet swept quite. It's kind of like the EMTs and the cops. Yes, you got to do a little bit of the filling in yourself, but you got to acknowledge if you're going to criticize it, you have to also at least acknowledge that like things are here to indicate to you that time has passed. Like there's no reason to believe like there wasn't a word balloon where Maxine's like, well, I just quit seeing my therapist. So you have to assume she's still seeing her therapist. Right. I mean, so with the yeah, evidence, if, you have, you have, if there's no body, the therapist must still be alive. Right. So I'm saying it's fair. I think it's fair to assume. And again, it's not like she's like, come here, let's have a threesome. Like, it's still not old Maxine at all. Right. Like, she's drunk and she's feeling like, you know, let's try it before I sober up. And there you go. So next issue, Powerhouse. <laughs> I'm really interested to see where what Powerhouse is doing. Oh, you know, it's funny. Don't you guys think Greta kind of has a longer skirt on? Uh, yes, maybe. Oh, that's yeah. That was a plot point. Subtle. Just saying, real subtle, but what, I think so. Still kind of lewd, but <laughs> lewd you know, with with her nipples <laughs> pushing through her shirt. But uh, can't help. She's a robot. She can't help the way God made her. <laughs> I'm done. No more stupid jokes from me. This is a fantastic backup. My God, dude, the visuals on this. The artist is amazing. Beautiful. Let's let's say Camille Kirkachansky. Mm, that's beautiful work. It reminds me a little bit of like Bill Sinkowitz kind of Sinkowitz or however you say his last name. Sinkovich. Yeah, Sinkovich. Sinkovich. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I only know because his Twitter header is the pronunciation of his name. Ah. Kind of reminds me a little bit of his with some uh, his other styles, but it's great. He's a great artist. Yes, dude. Yes, I would love to see more shit from Camille. Oh my god. I so, do you know him from somewhere else? No, or? no. This is the first I've ever seen this. This is awesome, dude. This made me want to go like find him. Yeah. Did you? Not yet. I've been, <laughs> I've been busy, but yeah. So good, dude. Like you said, there's Sinkevich. Like I feel like there's a little bit of Magnolia in there. Just there a touch. There's a lot of Magnolia. At least I would say. With uh, pretty stark shadows stuff and 
even the subject matter. We fight some zombies and some robots, and he draws a badass super patriot. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real like, great like layouts. The panel where he's just blasting the zombies, the the firepower mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah, let's praise the versatility here for just a heartbeat. In this short, short sequence, we get Super Patriot beating the shit out of robots. We get Super Patriot beating the shit out of zombies. We get fucking demonoids getting it. Like, this is a killer fucking sequence, It's dude. just too bad Super Patriot's kind of a dick. Is you he? think so? Yeah, he's pushing this little girl to just complete he's like completely disregarding the psychological horror that this little girl is experiencing i mean yes she probably needs to do what she's doing and yes she she might need to push because she is powerful and she is necessary and but holy shit dude don't say oh fiddle faddle they were already dead (laughs) fucking super patriot fiddle faddle your ass oh hooting suits Mm. fiddle faddle I love, love, love yet another inside the mouth panel. Oh, yeah. The zombie page, the zombie sequence. Oh, I didn't even catch that, but yeah. There's the tongue in the foreground. There's the teeth at the top. And if you want to be real specific, I'm pretty sure that that is the same zombie head that you see on the bottom of the page. Yeah. Good shit, dude. I love the cover, which is the back cover. Yes. I love Super Patriot's hand blast just taking off the top of that zombie's head. Yeah, with the giant demonoid in the background. Oh, so good. Yeah, zombie, robot, and demonoids. Pretty cool. Fucking A. This is, I'm going to say it, I think one of the most fucking like kick-ass backups. Are you smacking your like microphone around? No, I'm sorry. My arrow yeah. keys help me like turn the pages. My bad. <laughs> no, is that is that what it is? Like something's like hitting the microphone and. No, it's actually not hitting the mic. Like I've got my keyboard on the same table as my mic, and oh. so like when I hit the keys to turn pages, it's like. Like right now, yeah. Here's yeah, it's like totally cool. vibrating through your microphone. Sorry, bros. My bad. Tired. Now I know. I'll try not to do it. <laughs> I have an alternate setup I could do. So along with this uh, backup, there's also a kick-ass back cover. Yeah. Yeah, that cover is fucking great. So uh, that's so, cool. I we even definitely... get to see mm-hmm. a sweet-ass lightning lass in there, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, she gets a minute, a panel. So good, dude. Yeah, this is one of the better backups we've seen in a long time. I love the transition from Mighty Man to uh, Betty. Yeah. Like, is that kind of like a skull-like or something? I don't yeah, know, like he's kind of light- Is that what you were talking about, Jim? The lightning blast? Uh. What, you said lightning? Did you say lightning bolts or? No. Oh, no. I was saying lightning last. Like oh, we get lightning last. Oh, all right. I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the lightning girl. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, but I like the panel, the Doom panel, when he hits the cuffs together, and it's yeah. like, I've never seen anyone do that take on, like, the transformation. Yeah, it's kind of like an I, X-ray, like, going Yeah, on. it looks cool as shit. It's good, man. This is a fucking good-ass backup. <laughs> this is great. And then we got some funnies. It's good funnies too, dude. Yeah. 
Apocalypse Man is amazing. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> and then her too in the end. Yeah. And the cat's in her hands. <laughs> so good. That's funny as shit. Yep, yep. So that concludes another friggin' great issue. Oh my god, yeah, dudes. Like, how you feeling overall? Like, fantastic. Well, if we're, we're about to go into uh, the big lead-up to 250, I think things are going to really start popping off next issue. So, I'm really looking forward to Powerhouse, and I'm really curious why he's punching Malcolm on a pinball table. You think, do you think that means we're going to see, um, like, uh, his whole crew? Like, uh, what was it, Medusa? I hope so. or... Me too. I hope They've so. been monster hunting. I, I'm a big fan of Flash Mercury, and I, and I actually like Fever a lot. Fever, that's a, I called her Medusa. Dumb. Yeah. She's, uh, <laughs> I, I like her design, and I just kind of like when she's around. I just think she's got just a cool design, and... But yeah, I love Flash Mercury. He's so ridiculous. I oh think yeah, he's, gotta... he's a savage dragon who hasn't died yet. Put him on the list. <laughs> <laughs> you just made the list. Actually, did he die? Did no. Kerr, did Kerr kill him in the alternate timeline? He must. Oh, have. has he died before? Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he probably did. I should do research on that. He should probably make the list. Because <laughs> he's a savage dragon. Technically. Good though, strong as hell. I just want to say, like, holy shit! Like the build up to two fifty, it's been quality. It's oh been yeah, quality, dude. Mm. So, just real quick, we should really go over um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Urban Legends issue nine and probably issue ten. Yeah. Um, issue nine, just to be real brief. Um, continues where we left off last time, where uh, Leonardo is going to Midway City, which I did not realize actually meant something. I thought it was just a throwaway name, but apparently we are going into a big crossover event, which, uh, let me just sit up straight real quick. (laughs) So, for those who may not know, recently I've acquired the first 20 issues of uh, the 90s series by Gary Carlson, uh, Big Bang Comics. Now, Craig, you read Big Bang Comics when they came out, right? No, not when they came out, but... Oh, okay. I mean, do, probably you do, about you, you, 10 you, years ago. You do have them, right? I do. I got them about 10 years ago, I want to say. We had Gary on... We did. What what episode was that? We had him on twice, I believe. I don't know about Long twice, but it was, was it only once. I think it was only once, and it was way back in like our first two years. And we talked, well, at least I had read them, so I brought up a lot with him on that. But um, it's been a while. So the whole premise of Big Bang Comics is that it's a ser- basically a series of uh, sh- vignettes, short stories that are styled after different eras of different comic book companies. Like you'll have your like your Golden Age Superman stories or your Golden Age Batman stories and your Silver Age Superman stories and your Silver Age uh, uh, stories. But occasionally you'll also get these like send-ups to modern-day stories. Mm-hmm. So one of the characters who we have talked about in the past because it was a backup was... Uh, was um, Night Watchman. Night, Night Watchman, who, yep. is, who is a Batman-type character of his world. And he has a sidekick called Galahad. Right. 
tying into the whole Knights of the Round Table type of theory. So there was a mini series in the late '90s called uh, Night Watchmen, and it was um, highly influenced by Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. It was in a lot of ways that kind of story, grim and gritty, grim and gritty, what have you. A character coming out of retirement to do horrible things. I haven't read it yet. I got to get to it. This issue of Ninja Turtles ties somewhat directly into that story where Galahad is basically a public superhero of Midway City. During the day, he's the White Knight, and at night, he is the new Night Watchman. Or the Dark Knight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. White Knight and the Dark Knight. So Leonardo's going to Midway City, and he's going to encounter... Look, he's looking for Splinter, who's in his bat form, who currently has rabies and is turning other people into bat monsters. So Leonardo teams up with Galahad... Uh, the Night Watchman, to deal with his problem. And so, just to jump in, Galahad rem- remembers the Ninja Turtles right. because of the tie-in there Big is Bang a, Comics 10. Big, Big Bang Comics number 10, which is a tie-in issue which came out roughly around the same month that this issue originally came out at Image, which I just, just happened to get the same week I read this by sheer coincidence. So that issue of Big Bang Comics, Big Bang Number 10, is very interesting uh, because it is stylized after Frank Miller's Daredevil. The story is Galahad is going to uh, New York City to find an assassin who killed his partner because he's a lawyer in his civilian identity. So Mm -hmm. he's a bit like Daredevil in that regard. I think his, quote-unquote, his Foggy Nelson got murdered. Mm -hmm. So, and the assassin turns out to be an Electrotype. So... So the whole main story is made to look like Frank Miller, uh, Daredevil. But Galahad gets his ass beat and gets dumped in the sewers where he gets found by the, by the very young adolescent mutant Ninja Turtles who are not yet teenagers. But here's where it gets interesting because that section of the story, all of that section with the Ninja Turtles, Looks is, like Eastman, right? is done in the style of Eastman and Laird's original comic book Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed that because I just was going to say highly. That. I, I can't even describe how it's rendered. It's just it's so unique and very obvious to that style. It yeah. looks exactly like the first issues of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and Ninja Turtles is of course highly influenced by Frank Miller's Daredevil. Right. Yeah. So it all ties together. So the kind of thing that Big Bang lots Comics, of zipatone and mm-hmm. stuff like. That. So the kind of it's thing that Big Bang Comics does is referencing those two things. One directly, one by the influence. So it's like two degrees removed from the original, if that makes cool. any sense. It is very yeah. cool. And just, uh, yeah, and that issue number, yeah, that issue number 10, I almost want to say they should have reprinted it with this issue. Because um, yeah. it it's an official Ninja Turtle crossover. Because um, that was the thing I was shocked about is, I know Dragon has crossovers and Mighty Man is, is featured in Big Bang, but mm-hmm. I had no idea the Ninja Turtles had an official crossover with it, because that's nuts. Yeah. So this issue number nine uh, of uh, Ninja Turtles Urban Legends is kind of a... Um, is, is, of course, the Turtles are in the modern day, and so Galahad's gone through this whole thing with being the becoming the new Night Watchman. So, Leonardo and Night Watchman basically have a team-up and hunt down Splinter, fight a bunch of bat people, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, in the end, uh, they don't catch Splinter, but they do They do believe they cured him of his rabies, which was apparently what was causing him to be able to pass his powers on to others. And then he flies off to Chicago for the next issue. And who do we know? Uh, yeah. Who do we know that lives in Chicago in this time? <laughs> I just before you move to that, I do want to say it is uh, amusing to me that Night Watchman's uh, hates bats. Oh yeah, that is that. That's a good gag. Yeah, I hate bats. There's nothing I hate more. Nothing he hates more than bats. Did you guys get the original cover or the the new cover? New for... cover. What's that? Only the new cover and the digital version. So the original cover, nice little piece of trivia here, they reprinted it with the same colors as it was printed when it came out in Image Comics. Uh-huh. But on Image Comics, they colored the Night Watchman the wrong colors. Oh. So he's actually colored like Batman when he should be more like purple. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they they never corrected that when they republished it. But on the cover, he's like gray and black when really he should be like purple. Huh, like his main suit should be purple. I guess he is a little bit like got a purple, kind of bluish gray thing going on. I'm looking at the interior colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe in your digital gym, if you want to see it real easy, does it have the credits page? Because that's got all the covers. See, that's the weird thing. The digital version actually doesn't show the alternate covers in thumbnail form, like you'd think. Yeah, it's just left blank. It's ridiculous. Oh, weird. Yeah, I know it is weird. <laughs> It's just a big empty spot where the cover should be. Yeah, I got original cover, or I got uh, the cover A. Mm-hmm. Cover the is cover. Cover A is a new cover, right? Yeah, the bat where yeah. the bat's all giant. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the original covers to the to the series. I mean, I like Frank's new stuff too, but I thought all the original covers really hit each issue. They're just they were just well designed. It was like I want to read this. I will say this is so far my favorite uh, Frank Fosco art in the in the run. This mm-hmm. issue, um, oh, yeah. in particular, the way he draws Gal uh, Galahad as the Night Watchman, because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's really pushing the uh, the Dark Knight Returns beefy Bruce Wayne, yeah, yeah, beefy yeah. Batman. Agreed. Look. I think he does an awesome job with all the bats too. The sure. bats look cool. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So yeah, yeah. Just, just just as an issue, I think this is just a kind of just a cool crossover, especially the fact that it has a a corresponding Big Bang Comics issue. Right. So, uh, I also it, I also think it's kind of funny because technically I thought about this as I was reading it as a first time reader. Uh, of course, DC is making a big deal of their Batman Ninja Turtles crossover, mm-hmm. uh, but technically this would have been the first. Kind of Batman. Of the sorts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first kind of Batman Turtles crossover that they would have had. Yeah. You, you know, so I, th- I think it's kind of neat and funny because, like, so many people are like, oh, cool, Batman meeting the Turtles. But, like, if you read this, you more or less got Batman meets the Turtles, like, in, like, all those years ago, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of neat, I thought, anyway. I thought it was kind of a neat little weird thing. Yep. But next comes the issue we really care about. <laughs> yep, yep. So this would be the third time, I believe, the Turtles had met Dragon. Because mm-hmm. the first time would have been issue two of the main, the regular series, and issue 22. Mm-hmm. And both of those, I believe, had crossovers with the Mirage published Turtles. 
So this would be the first crossover with the actual Image Comics Turtles. Right. I actually own some art from this issue. Really? Tell us which ones, dude. Yeah, which ones? Um, There is a page where Dragon's pulling the top hats off, the hats off of the the turtles who are in disguise. And he's like, what are you guys in disguise for? (laughs) That's a good one. That's actually a good plot point, this whole issue, is that Chicago's like the one place the turtles don't stand out. Right. They wouldn't need those outfits. <laughs> and then the other one is like the second to the last page where in the, they're in the flying car and they uh, kind of are peeking in the windows, mm-hmm. which is kind of a cool page. Like it's mostly dragon jumping into the car and then jumping out. Cool. Yeah, those are good pages, dude. So you got the pages with the cool dragon moments. Yeah, and a lot of that was back <laughs> in the day. There wasn't very many. Uh, original pages with Savage Dragon in it, and right. so that was a way to get a page. With, you know, even though it wasn't from the Dragon comic, it was a page with Savage Dragon. It's still from Frank too, yeah, yeah. who's like oh, a yeah, regular Dragon, absolutely. Con- like a regular Dragon contributor. So right. that's still incredibly significant. Yep, if, and if, it came with a cool like letter too from him. Like, like when when about did you buy him? Uh. Probably like 13 years ago, 14 years ago. So in the early 2000s then? Uh, Mid-2000s. Okay. So you bought them direct from Frank? No, I didn't actually. This, I, These I got off eBay. Oh, so somebody else. So how the hell was there a letter from Frank? Because they it, kept it with it. Oh, that's so crazy. What, it wasn't personalized to Craig. I know. No, no, it was like it was like what he's doing now, and like I don't know. I, I have to reread it. I forget what it all said. Oh, I want to know. Yeah, please do for the next fincast. I would love to know what that letter said. I, I will talk to you about it on the side because I'm not sure if it's something he would want. Right? Not that it's bad or anything, but it oh, seemed okay. like like I'm not sure if that's like something that. Oh, sure, sure. No, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> so the main gist of this issue is um, uh, Leonardo is still in uh, Midway City because his um, while while he was there, his uh, his flying car got jacked and got yep. taken apart. So he's kind of stuck there putting his car back together. But mm-hmm. Donatello and his new cyborg body has arrived, and he's going to help put it back together better than ever. Oh yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Mikey and Raph are in Chicago. Uh, looking for Splinter, mm-hmm. um, and so they encounter Dragon, who is, uh, I guess he's, you know, classic cop Dragon. He's investigating uh, some vamp- the vampire killers who are pro- who who the turtles still think must be related to Splinter's situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, Dragon has met the turtles before, so he runs into them at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. And so they have an old-fashioned kind of dragon, your your classic dragon team-up where dragon's a dick to everybody. <laughs> but fortunately, he is. fortunately, this is like the one time where Raphael can give it as well as he takes it. Because uh, he's kind of a dick, too. Yeah, okay, mommy. It's good stuff. Yeah, and he was like, what does he say? He's like, oh, he's bossier than Leo or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. I do love like that they go into the freak out post and Raph just down some brews. Love it. And the Chicago Bulls head is on the wall. Yeah, there's a ton of vicious circle guys in there. The evil eye is there. Uh well, who our, else? Our man Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Uh Warfare 
Wild Hair, Download, Braun. Wow, you know them all. Collect yeah, I was going to say, good job, dude. <laughs> and and then that- we got Mikey Dayton Hordis. I'm just, this for me was a, everything about this well, was a treat. you don't remember that from the actual series? Because that was a thing, yeah. briefly. Yeah, that continued into the regular Savage Dragon series. Yeah, that, that remember, definitely but- comes up. I'm just saying, like, for me, like, you remember, I was like, yay, Savage Dragon, yay, yay, more, like, and, like, it's just been so many issues, like, but, like, man, this issue delivered, like, I'm pretty sure crazy. that leads to, like, one of the more infamous scenes where, oh, no, Hordus is given Dragon, a, tries to give Dragon a blowjob. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I thought, I thought Mikey got one, too. No. I'll have to no. research that. They, he's in the issue with the Max. Mikey? The that makes just, sense. Yeah. And they're watching like TV or something like that. But uh, dude, I gotta say the the panel, the scene where like uh, Powerhouse is starting shit with Raphael. Mm-hmm. I love when Raphael uh, calls him Colonel Sanders and like Powerhouse is facing that one panel where he's like yelling like the name is Powerhouse. I love that panel. It looks cool as shit. It's good. Yeah, this whole issue, like, you can tell, like, Frank fucking really loved, like, you know, rendering all these characters and stuff. Dude, and I got to tell you guys, man, like, I was, like, nervous when this this series was coming out recolored that the coloring wasn't going to be good. And I have absolutely no problems with the coloring. Even, like, Horridus is, like, spot-on colors. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. They, yeah. They've been doing a great job, like, getting all the characters right. Like, all of the Savage Dragon characters are colored perfectly. I'm going to give him a, a shout-out, because he actually liked the FinCast thing on uh, Twitter, but uh, Adam Gazowski, like, just fucking slaying it. Slaying these colors. So, yeah. thank you. Absolutely killing it. Looks good, dude. Uh, so... Mikey and Donatello, I mean, uh, Leonardo and Donatello fi- are, are show up in Chicago in their new flying car. And Dragon is trying to uh, shake down Cyberface to uh, figure out what this vampire crap's all about. I love that scene, too, where they just, like, they decide to meet and they just... As, that was another thing that was just great. It just gives you more kind of... Uh, it just builds on the characters more. So stuff you don't get to see in the Savage Dragon pages, you're seeing... You know, Dragon and Cyberface's relationship outside of those pages. It's good. I like it a lot. I mean, this issue feels like almost like an issue of Savage Dragon. Yeah. And, yeah, so Dragon and Leo and Donatello, they uh, team up and they're tracking down. How did this go down? Oh, yeah, basically... Dragon wants to know if the vampire has something to do with Vicious Circle. Right. But Which, he gets a hot tip about this from the reporter that we see earlier. Who is uh, Vanguard's girlfriend. Oh, is that? Oh, that's a thing. It's okay. Roxanne. That is a nice bit of twist. I did yeah, not catch that. Yeah, yeah, it's Roxanne, and there's one panel that you, you probably just glossed over and didn't think anything about it if you didn't think if you didn't know that connection. But Dragon says, "By the way, if you talk to that boyfriend of yours, see if he has any uh, what does it say? Any ideas on these killings?" That makes sense. Yep. And actually, there's a Vanguard crossover Rock, coming up. Roxanne right? Wells. Yep, he comes in soon. 
So yeah, we're in the crossover period of the series. Uh, speaking, of, uh, and so with the flying car, they go check out the uh, the next person who probably is going to get killed. The uh, another what is he? A lawyer or retire, uh, or judge? I think the judge that yeah. put put the guy in jail. So they death find watch, him, and they find this guy death watch, just murdering the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Now this guy's got a design. Things yeah. are going on. Nineties. Why baby. does Why does he look familiar? Have we seen him recently? Yeah, he was in the Vanguard. He came back. That makes sense. It was in the Vanguard backup in the you know the last major van. I think it was yeah. the last one. Yeah. Did the he last reform major become one of the team or did he get? No, no, he was still a bad guy. Okay. Yep. Yep. He comes back and uh, he becomes a big issue in that series too. I kind of like this. They never actually stay at his name, so in the next issue box it says next issue Death Watch. Hint, you just met him. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that kind of cheesy stuff, you yeah. know? <laughs> so he has the power to project prongs from his face and electrocute people with Kirby dots. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Turns so, you into a smoking skull, basically. <laughs> yep. So, the Savage Dragon crossover will continue into issue 11, apparently. So, look forward to that next time. Yeah, and that's when Vanguard shows up, too. Okay. This is a whole thing. I'm tremendously pleased. Uh, Vanguard shows up. Rapture. There's a bunch, so... I haven't not been enjoying this. Like, it's it's all been fine. Uh, But when I talked to you guys originally, you are like, Oh, it just feels like more Savage Dragon. Like, it's so cool. It's like you're getting extra Savage Dragon. And for nine issues, it really hasn't felt like that to me. Okay. Like as a as a new reader, I've been like, hmm, it's felt like turtles, really. So that's fine. Like I mean, I'm okay. I like the turtles, but uh, this from issue ten here, even I liked issue nine too because we have had like Night Watchmen exposure through Savage yeah. Dragon. Uh, because I haven't read Big Bang, so like even issue nine, I was like, all right, you know, we're getting some Night Watchmen in here. And then, like, issue 10 was just like, boom, you're in but, Chicago. Yeah. I mean, issue two, we did get some a good amount of Mako, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, little, not, not, yeah. I bit. get it. I get it. I get it. But, but undeniably, undeniably, like, issue 10, like you said, Craig, felt like an issue of Savage Dragon. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm super fucking into it. So, for me, I'm happy as shit. Good. Good. So we definitely got to get Gary Carlson back we do, on, especially before the new stuff comes out. I, I was thinking that maybe we should try to get him on, like maybe after like issue twelve, which is like about halfway through Makes the original sense. series. Yeah, and then and then maybe again at the end of the series, and uh, that way we're not covering too much at at a time. But that'll, I that'll, think that would be fun. That'll give me time to get the Big Bang stuff read. Yeah, I think that I, that would be. I fun. really want to talk to him about Big Bang now. I almost feel like though we might want to do two with him and yeah. do a side one on Big Bang. Just could do that. Yeah, we could figure it out off off a podcast. But uh, I, I do for the listeners. I think I think it would be really enjoyable to to talk this new Urban Legend series up with him, maybe Fosco. Um, but I think we should try something. I don't think it would be too difficult. Well, with any luck, with any luck, there'll be more, a little bit more Savage Fincast coming right. up. 
So, well, and uh, if if listeners want to hear the original episode we did with Gary, where we did talk turtles and Big Bang and Megaton, uh, it was episode 16, which yes. was way back March 23rd, 2013. So if you go through our archives. So- that was almost exactly 16, uh, six years ago. It's crazy. Madness. Time flies, guys. Time flies. Yeah. And which of us were on this one? This was a not me. Ooh, this is an Adam Craig Jim episode. Yeah, say, yeah, probably like Nick or something. Yep. And at that time, I'm just looking at it, the funny that we had a contest. We gave away the ultimate Vanguard signed comic collection, 27 Vanguard comics, wow, signed you? by Larson, Carlson, and Fosco. Who the hell won that? I don't remember who won. Wow. Damn, dude, that's pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like mailing them all to like each guy, and they just pass it around. Well, that's right. You did. You did kind of corral that, didn't you? But uh, yep. Wow. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Obama was president. Things were wonderful. Yeah, we were playing our Wii Sports. <laughs> just a different era a different time <laughs> wow and this episode got a lot of like comments on the on the page it's uh, more active time <laughs> well we'll get back there guys jeez all right so i assume next episode we'll probably be covering uh two uh why does this always happen to me 244 probably 24? probably urban legends 11 for sure, because it's mm-hmm. out, and uh, we want to cover that second half of that Dragon crossover with the Vanguard, what have you. Um, I can't think of anything else in particular. Raven, you got something to bring us home with? Savage Dragon 244. As his life falls apart and his world comes crashing down around him, Malcolm Dragon faces the pulse-pounding power of the fighting foul called Powerhouse. Fandom's favorite fighting foul returns. There you go. I wonder what's falling apart for him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's getting smacked into a pinball machine. His life ain't too great on that cover. Looking looking forward to it. So I am highly pleased at the continued presence of Savage Dragon merchandise in the Savage Dragon book. Yeah. Like the wall calendar, this pinball, like it just makes sense, especially after his death, that there would be stuff like that floating around. Yeah, yeah. Memorabilia, he's basically Elvis. <laughs> Save the world, you know. They had a statue. They tore it down, but they, they had one. Yeah, because uh, remember they merged the Earths and everyone remembered that Kerr was a dick. <laughs> right. But I just, I like to see that stuff, you know. You were famous. He was. So there would be a pinball machine. It's cool. It's good. It's good stuff. Uh, that was a hell of a fin cast, fellas. That was. It was. So thanks for listening, guys. Remember, send any comments, uh, suggestions, top ten list to savagefincast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on savagefincast.com. All of our previous episodes are on iTunes. And you can, of course, uh, we'll be back again roughly this time next month. Hopefully. And we are looking to get more episodes in. We've had some requests for, like, uh, retro review episodes and stuff like that. I'm trying to figure out how to coordinate that. Try to get this thing maybe every two weeks. We'll see how that goes. 
Yeah, it's funny because the ironic thing would be is that your uh, dependable episodes would be your retro reviews. Yeah. And then your wild cards would be the, you yeah. know, the new yeah. issues. I've got a scheme, but it will depend upon scheduling. Okay. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next time. So cool. until then, Sweet. Finn. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You got the fin right. <laughs> <laughs>